this uh, this is Joe Cole. This is Ruben Loftus Cheek, and you're listening to the London, London is Blue podcast. All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back to another episode of the London is Blue podcast. As always, your host Brandon, joined by co-host Nick and Dan. And gentlemen, we are here for the Aston Villa match preview. Yes, that's right. The Premier League is back finally after a disgusting international break of boredom. And honestly, if you're a U.S. fan, uh, finally a glimpse of hope because you know. Apparently, Nick, we don't live in a country where qualifying for the the World Cup is uh, a given. No. Or Olympics. We, we certainly don't. I mean, my God, they left it late last night. Um, if, you're, if you're following U.S. qualifying, CONCACAF is an absolute nightmare uh, to go through. So um, glad the U.S. finally pulled one out. But, yeah, it's, it was a tough qualifying week for sure. I can't say I've really watched much or pay attention to any of the Chelsea boys' Danics, with the exception of the South American slash red country list drama that is happening all of a sudden. Well, we will get into that because it does impact the opposition that we're playing and going up against this weekend where some key individuals for Villa are not going to be available and it might change the way people think about how we approach this match. Well, that's not even a, a finalized conclusion at this point. Like it is. Look, I, you say it is, but I, anyways, we'll get I into it. I just came It'll off be, the back of doing a Villa podcast. I was just guesting on another I'm, show and we were talking cool, about it. Cool, Dan. Wow. They can't. How fancy. They can't punish the players for going on international duty versus the local health policies. It's still being adjudicated. It's really wild. My problem is, how are we in this situation? We knew this was coming. Like... Surprise, surprise. So anyways, we'll Here's get the into difference. that. We are not in that situation. It's true. They are in that situation. Very, very true. Obviously, it affects Thiago Silva. So uh, anyways, let us go ahead. Well, like I said, we're going to be breaking down Villa, their side. It's going to be the big match preview. Uh, we're going to look at what our three-word match preview. We're going to look at Villa's squad. And then obviously, we'll do our predicted 11s score and everything like that per usual so uh real quick we do have a few apple podcast five-star reviews that we need to shout out because of the support they have shown us dan we have a uh, bully rio from the united states we have m camp 27 also from the u.s and we had one which is very apropos given that we were recording this on a thursday night in the return of the nfl the american football season from my homie mahomes from the uk funny enough who gave a lot of love to fourth choice host Nick Verlaney for his stewardship of our new Chelsea women's effort with Abdullah and Jesse. So uh, well done, Nick, ratcheting up their uh, five-star reviews. Just all thanks to you. I don't know how many of the other hosts on this show get consistent reviews about their talent, but um, it's nice to feel the love from the people. And I will I will quickly shout out Abdullah and Jesse. If you have not listened to the first two uh, Chelsea women shows that we have done this season. Uh, they're absolutely excellent. Uh, they're experts in everything that they know about the team and the way they know tactics. So highly encouraged to go listen to those podcasts. Yeah, more to come on that. But uh, that is turning into something quite special and excited to to get involved as well. But hey, let us go ahead and uh, jump in. Like you said, the three word match preview. Uh, super excited that we're back. Villa, bit of a struggle right now. We'll talk more on that of where they're at after selling their 100 million pound player, Jack Grealish, to the city's end. So anyways, Nick, uh, going for a classic Nick Verlaney three-word match preview here post-international break. Every time. Every time, baby. You're going to get this one from me. It's a trap. 
uh, Admiral Akbar, uh, shout out to the homie. Uh, this is, uh, look, Villa have not played well the first uh, bit of the season. They don't look nearly as dangerous as they have in, in previous seasons. Uh, I still think this is a massive trap game for Chelsea. Uh, we should not be overconfident. All right, Dan, what about you? Unsurprised. This is weird because I also had one that was Star Wars themed and I had it in there beforehand. And so I don't know if I was the inspiration for Nick Verlaine or not, but I went with stay on target, mm. stay on target in the trench run, making sure that we are focused, laser focused on potentially going after a title. And uh, I don't want, look, I don't know if Thomas Tuchel is a Jedi or not, or if he's the, I think he's more of a Han Solo smuggler type. So, you know, he, he needs to keep that target computer locked. Like, let's just keep that one down. Only difference is Villa, the Villa are definitely not a Death Star force. So hopefully it'll be much easier to overcome. I put villains sliding sideways. Uh, again, not the start that they've looked for to this season. But this is our opportunity uh, to uh, put a hurting on Matt Law's Villa. You, you could have done villains cupid shuffle and that would have been the, the same thing come on again we all have our gifts mine are superheroes the, yours is everything else so we we know what we're good at um all right well how are we feeling head into the match like let's just talk gut reactions real quick since we are speak from the heart gentlemen how is you know your heart feeling as we head into this i personally full of confidence but nick uh, that tends to be not your your go-to strategy. Uh, it's not even a, a strategy thing. It's just the team is it's a lot of football in a very short amount of time for players who are who are out. I mean, most of our uh, our gentlemen who are in qualifying participate in two or three matches over a week, which is a lot anyway. I mean, that's a lot for for a club team that you know well, um, let alone traveling and doing all sorts of the crazy nonsense that happened in, in common bowl over the weekend. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's, I, I'm cautiously optimistic. Uh, we should beat them at home. Like there was no doubt about it. Like if you were just going to look at talent, v talent, we should beat them at home. I just, I'm curious as to who is going to be fit for Chelsea. There's some rumors that Lukaku is actually okay after not kind of finishing out with Belgium. So it's like little stuff like that. I'm just, I don't quite know what the makeup of our squad is going to be. But we have a deep squad and that is where Chelsea and, you know, and actually we might be the Death Star. We might be going up and blowing up planets. But in this scenario, the planets are just smaller clubs that we are just going to absolutely fry off the, the face of the earth with our overwhelming attacking thrust. And look, we have options. Tuchel has options. Tuchel's had players who've been at Cobham during the break who've been able to train and get ready. We've been able to bring Saul up to speed, not just in his Instagram game, but hopefully <laughs> teaching us some of the tactics as well. Uh, you know, mistaking Keppa for Alonzo, common mistake. Uh, you know, all these things that you in hate general, it when that happens, really. I, I hate it. <laughs> you well, really do? It's it is funny because apparently Keppa, you know, was apparent you know allegedly uh key to help you know telling Saul this is a good place to come and if anything it's like credit to Keppa for you know I guess maybe it's not credit to Keppa but the club for keeping him happy even though he's not playing it to the point where he's willing to like you know reach out to players and say hey no this is a good place to come 
uh, especially, you know, Sal was in a tough position. He's been at Letico, I guess, you know, he came through their youth system. So to leave that club after 15 years or whatever it's been had to have been a really hard decision. Um, but here we are, here we are. And, uh, you know, again, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling confident. I, I'm going to lean in a lot more on the starting lineup when Dan's point talking about the depth, because, you know, just seeing Tuchel work with so many first team players over this break, it's like they didn't skip a beat. Obviously, I haven't paid attention to Villa and what they've been up to, but I, I'm, you know, I'm didn't take me long to uh, pick up that wave of of feeling good after the first three matches of the season, and I want to keep that that momentum going. So that is going to be my plan as we head into this one. But as we turn our attention to Villa, uh, as we said, it sounds like Emmy Martinez and Buendia are most likely gonna be missing uh, two very crucial players uh, for them. So they've played three, they've won one, they've lost one, they've drawn one, they've scored five, conceded four with a single clean sheet. Not exactly what you'd expect. Um, you know, defensively, they have issues to lose their starting goalkeeper. That's not a great sign, Dan. So I'm assuming Villa, who, again, apparently were much more reliant on Jack Grealish than I expected. Uh, some injuries haven't really helped them, but they're just kind of off to a, a stumbling start this season. Well, and you would look at it with the fact that they actually have a similar um, expected goal and expected goal allow. They have a 3.1 expected goal allows. Uh, ours is uh, 3.3. And, uh, you know, they have kind of found themselves in a position where they have conceded four off that 3.1. Uh, so they're kind of seeing a little bit more there. Doesn't help then when Emmy Martinez is not going to be available for this match. I mean, he has been absolutely lights out in between the six for them, uh, particularly in the end of last season. Uh, 10 shots on target, six saves, 60% uh, save, you know, total there. Uh, just in general, I, I think that those two, those are the Emmys are the two people I would have been the most afraid about on the pitch for Villa on the day. And the fact that they are not there gives me. It means, I think, Nick, that they're going to have to change their tactics a lot and thinking about how they play. I think it might be more of the, you know what, we're just going to try to settle for what we can get and we hope that it all goes to plan question mark. Got to love that plan of hope. My favorite <laughs> tactics. Yeah, yeah, it would be it would be the formation that I was not able to deploy as a manager. Um, look, I, I think the the point that Dan just made makes me kind of think that they're going to set out their stall and probably hope for a draw. Um, that would make the most sense. Uh, they're going to try and protect, you know, especially if they have to go to their backup keeper, they're going to try and protect him as much as possible. And, you know, look, I mean, we all know uh, we, we've had a couple of run-ins with Emmy Martinez. The, the cat is talented, man. I mean, he's the fact that Arsenal let him go and not Leno is classic Arsenal and it's hilarious. And I love every second that they fail. Um, so, uh, you know, he, he's a real problem. I, I don't think we've seen enough of Buendia at Arsenal yet to, to say that he would have the same impact, but he's certainly a creative player, right? And he's someone who, who could threaten if they, if they figure out how to use him properly, uh, like he was at Norwich. So I, I think this is, you know, it, it's probably setting up for them to, to set out their stall a little bit and for Chelsea to have to try and break them down. And that's why we bought a large Belgian striker, uh, coincidentally, Sue. Mm. Who has, uh, you know, scared us all with his self-proclamation that he had a uh, pain in his thigh, but it sounds like he's now come back to Cobham. 
Apparently just took a nice little chartered flight. It feels good. No pain in training is what we're told. So uh, it sounds like he will be available, which is always key. You want your talisman available. Um, from the Villa side, look, they lost to Watford at the beginning of the season in the, in the season opener, uh, 3-2, which I think probably surprised everyone. It was a sense. fluky loss, though, too. I mean, Villa, uh, yep. Villa were unlucky in that game. That, so that wasn't a terrible loss by them. Everyone thought Watford were immediately going to get into the Europa League conference, and we were like, <laughs> okay, people, <laughs> All right, come on. Ch- yeah, chill out for a second here. They turned around and beat Newcastle 2-0, who look quite tame this season. Yeah. Uh, they pumped Barrow. Burrow, Borrow, whatever it is in the EFL Cup second round. Big confidence booster there. And mm-hmm. then uh, most recently drew Brentford 1-1. Um, so, uh, again, they I know they've had to rely on penalties and things to save points and try to rescue things. It hasn't been great for them. But, again, they shuffled up the entire attack. Danny Ings, Buendia, and uh, Leon Bailey, who him and Triori have been out with hamstring injuries, but it sounds like they might be in contention. So not the ideal start for them. But more shit they have to deal with now, which is great for us. We love when our opponents have to deal with said shit. Uh, We're going to take a really quick break. When we get back, we're going to flip the script and go all about Chelsea, predict 11 score predictions, and talk about the players that Chelsea and Tuchel might be missing as well. But real quick, a huge shout out to Mike M, who joined us on Patreon this week. Uh, Access to Discord has been established, and it is rocking and rolling. So if you need a community online, if you aren't able to go to the pub, we highly suggest for three or five bucks a month to join that Discord group. Uh, They are an amazing group of Chelsea fans. But thank you to the sponsors for supporting our show. We'll be right back. All right, Nick, coming out of the break, we've got more podcasts coming up next week. And by more, I mean, I think 8 to 12 or 14. I, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're a fan of Chelsea Football Club, boy, is September a good month for you because there's like a match every two and a half days. It's great. Um, we obviously will have our Villa match review uh, coming out. We're going to have our women's. Uh, so Villa on Monday, uh, women's match review for, for their match against Everton on, on the Tuesday. Just give a little bit of breathing room between those shows. Uh, we play in the Champions League again. Um, I, it's a small competition. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. We, we won that one last year. That was pretty cool. Title so we holders. Got Zenit at home. And then uh, it turns out old, old Spurs are, are back on the radar uh, next week as well. So deep breath, guys. Top of the table clash, potentially. Oh, my gosh. Well, we're gonna we're gonna burn down Nuno's Christmas tree is what I'm I'm predicting there. But uh, but yeah, lots of, lots of content happening. Absolutely, it's funny that Mike could just join a Patreon and send us. He's like, I've been listening for a year. I haven't missed an episode. And we're like, and in my mind, I laughed. I was like, ha, challenge accepted, Mike. Here we go. <laughs> um, but as we look at the Chelsea team, it sounds like Thiago Silva might miss out because the same comparable craziness in action. Not really sure. I don't know if he was supposed to have even gone in in the beginning, but again. Weird situ- situation around Thiago Silva. How could he miss? He stayed in. He was like was in his house. The fuck that look. It is wild. I I'm just putting in it as a man. maybe. By the time this comes out, I'm sure more information will happen. His passport didn't get stamped. <laughs> he didn't leave. What are we doing? Uh, sorry, it's uh, locked down on all Brazilians and Argentinians and Chileans and Paraguayans and no. Fuck, man. Uh, Pulisic, I don't know if he'll be uh, back no. and deemed fit in time because he's obviously no. he on this hurt. side of the pond. And then he picked up Knox. So 
to Nick's point, most likely not going to be seeing him. Uh, Reese James still suspended. Thank you, Anthony Dickhead Taylor. Uh, but <laughs> Saul is in. So he has been grinding for the last week and a half ever since the transfer window ended. Um, I think he literally got off the plane, started training, and has not stopped except for one bike ride. Oh, that wasn't that adorable. Um, look, uh, did you also see his absolute smoke that he put through in training? That like left footed curler shot. Hey, he's Ooh, a lefty, that's good, adds a little Ooh. dynamism to the team. Maybe Kai, and Ziyech. Oh, that was Ziyech so, too, yeah. That was a part of it. So speaking of like Ziyech, and a lot of guys stay back and train at Cobham, Dan. We saw a lot of photos. You know, Alonzo was back. Uh, Keppo was obviously there. Saul was there. Uh, you know, then obviously we had a lot of guys out on international duty. But again, more time with the gaffer Tuchel. Yeah, he and, you know, the gaffer looked like he was having fun as well. There were the positive photos of him just smiling and, you know, all the all the positive vibes. You know, this, this Chelsea moment right now is a positive vibe situation. And, you know, I think in general you'll probably find, given the fact that we've got a midweek match coming up, Spurs on the weekend, and then a cup match against the same team we're playing this weekend, Villa, that you would imagine that there's some light rotation that's going to occur outside of a couple positions to just keep people fresh. You know, you're going to want to see some people come back in potentially for that midweek match and then also be available for Spurs too. And coming off the back of a very potentially prolonged and extensive amount of minutes played in Europe uh, or abroad, uh, further abroad, that there may be potentially a situation brewing, Nick, where, you know, you might see three, four, maybe five changes to the lineups we saw for the first couple matches this season. I Yeah, I think I think you're looking over the next two games before Spurs to get some folks rotated in. I, I would guess that Tuchel's going to go full strength at, at Spurs if everyone's available. But I think you have a chance in Zenit to rotate at midweek and i think you have a chance well you're gonna have some forced substitutions uh at the weekend just due to nonsense and squad health so yeah i would totally agree with that so um you know some positives from the international break that we talked about because obviously a lot of players love to take good form and keep it going right so uh timo Werner getting his goal although he Probably should have had more than one goal. But anyways, he scored, and that's what matters. Assist from Kai Havertz. As, as Dan or Ishan tweet out, Kai Havertz assists Timo Werner, goal made in Chelsea. Uh, Rudiger scored and kept a clean sheet. Uh, Mason's gotten some minutes, a little up and down for him, um, but not our problem in lacking confidence. So from a starting lineup perspective, gentlemen, I've got Mendy between the sticks. Uh, Shalaba. I think Shalaba was going to be coming in. Uh, because with the Reese James suspension, Aspie will go to right wing back. So I'm expecting to see Trevor Shalaba, uh, Andreas Christensen, and Antonio Rudiger is your back three. Aspie, I think Saul is going to start right away uh, just because we need a little bit of a depth in the midfield. Uh, Kovacic and Alonso. All right, I think Alonso's been there. He's going to ride it hot. Um, I'm tossed up between Jorginho and Kova, but I'm going to stick with Kova to start. Conte sounds like he's pretty much confirmed that he'll be out. And then up top, I've got Timo, Lukaku, and Ziyech. Definitely going for a hipster lineup. Trying to think about midweek a little bit, even though if Ziyech is probably better suited against Zenit. Um, but it's also something that I kind of want to see more than what I actually think is going to happen in this one. So uh, that's where I'm at. Dan, what about you? Well, Wipe I think that the... smug look off your face. <laughs> 
Well, I think in general, the, the Chalba shout makes sense. Your back line of Chalba, Christensen, Rudiger, I think will be what happens. You know, Mendy between the six, no surprise. I think Aspie does get pushed forward with uh, Saul, but I, I think it's actually um, UEFA uh, player of the uh, the year, uh, Jorginho, getting into that midfield position with Saul. And, you know, just I just think maybe it's a little too early for Conte. You're going to want to save him for that Spurs match if you can mm-hmm. try to buy him some time here. So maybe like it's, you know, Saul and Kovacic or something or, you know, uh, Kovacic and Jorginho heading into the Zenit match. Um, I think this is Chilwell's first return to the lineup. Uh, I, I think that Alonzo might be trusted to do some more against the, the Zenit side, but you have to get Chilwell back in at some point here. Uh, I think Lukaku was at training, probably plays. I think Mount just usually always plays. And then uh, I think you twist it a little bit with some Ziyech. But, uh, you know, uh, Nick is shaking his head no, and I think he disagrees with a lot of the things I just said. I think, uh, especially as we get into the Champions League group stages, my prediction for the season is that you're going to start to see players that feature in the Champions League, and you're going to start to see players that feature in the Premier League on the either side of the Champions League games. And so I think that, like, your Ziyech is your Verners, uh, those types of players are going to be far more useful in uh, in the Champions League midweek game and, and it would probably start for me there to freshen up the squad a little bit. So I'm going a little bit more traditional, a little more classic. Um, I have Mendy uh, between the sticks, obviously. Uh, As P. Christensen, Rudiger, back three, what's up? Uh, then I have Callum getting some minutes. Um, on, on the right-hand side, I have Alonzo on the left-hand side. I think Chilwell will likely feature midweek as a way to mm. get back into the, into the, the game. Uh, then I have Kova and Jorginho, just your classic midfield pairing right there. And then Mason, Kai, Big Rom. You know, let's, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, that's, that's kind of your front three there. I think you're going to see, uh, Ziyech, Werner, uh, Saul, uh, that type of a crowd get in midweek against a kind of inferior opponent. Chilwell, maybe. Yeah. When's he going to get minutes? Boy, it's a great fucking question, huh? I know, potentially this weekend, I suppose. Oh, don't, don't ask Alonzo because the answer is going to be never. <laughs> yeah. Usually Alonzo is good for like a slip in form in the fall and then it comes good later in the season again. He kind of is that roller coaster for him. Well, you know, he's going to score versus Spurs next weekend. So, 100%. like, just book it. Well, that's why you got to give him the midweek off to get him fully <laughs> exactly. rested for and, Spurs. Chill well against then. I think that's perfect, right? I mean, it. You got time in the group stage. It doesn't have to be perfect. Uh, score predictions. I think we should go in bold and confident. Dan, start us strong, sir. I think Chelsea win 2 nothing. I Big think we keep clean sheet. We just, uh, you know, and, and also a surprise goal from uh, another person in our improbable predictions. But, uh, you know, we, we, we score now. Scoring is fun. We like doing <laughs> it. And uh, I think we will long may it continue. <laughs> Yeah, I feel a lot of swag in this team, too. A lot of confidence. You know, obviously, Rom coming back is... I mean, you can't really understate how much value you get out of him. His presence on the team. His ability to hold up two center backs on his own. And is always every time he gets it, it's a threat. It is phenomenal. And that helps. And that's why I got us at 3-1. I think we'll see a fluke goal or some kind of shady pen given against us. And, and we finally mess that up but 
I think we're going to be so far out of sight that it's not going to matter. Nick, over to you. I'm going a little crazy. Uh, I, have, I have a detailed score prediction that I'll give. Uh, 4-1 to the Chelsea. Uh, I think old Kai Havertz is going to get a brace. Um, I think lost in all the Liverpool furor um, above this idiot Anthony whatever his face is, um, is the fact that uh, Kai was having a pretty great game up until the point that the red card happened and obviously got the goal and was freeing, had a lot of space freed up because of Rom. I think that will continue. Um, and so he's going to get a brace. I, I, the only reason I predicted they score is I think we're going to give up a late one. That's going to be really dumb. Ings but isn't it, bad. No, I mean like they, again, they have a decently talented squad. Uh, I predicted them to finish sixth, although that looks really stupid now. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I think uh, I think they're all right. I think we're just going to give one up late, lack of concentration or something like that. Tuchel will lose it. Oh, um, he's going to fuck it. Yeah, he'll lose <laughs> it. We'll all, we'll all know. You know, that's the crazy part. Yeah, I can't wait. Meme Tuchel. He's gonna yeah. he's gonna put him on the line at full time sprints. All right, one inconceivable prediction, Dan. I mean, if you predict it every week, eventually it might come true, but it still might not. Yeah, it still might not. Look, I I think. Christensen is riding high. He's doing great work for club and country at the moment. Obviously, there's the quotes that came out during the break. You know, obviously, this always happens, right? The player goes on international break, the, talks to the local press about what's going on. He mentioned that, you know, he's looking forward to signing a new contract with Chelsea. And look, the Danish prince has arrived. He's become the Danish king, and he's going to be a fixture in that back line for quite some time. And so he's just got to... Just got to break it. Got to bust open that dam and just get that first goal. Okay. He so right. can't be a king until he's a consistent starter. Let's, you know, come on. Uh, Drogba, that's a pretty high bar when it comes to being a king. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, Danish king. It's not like a just overall you know, ruler. It's within a, a, you know, within you a principality. <laughs> you, 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 hold, you hold Denmark to a lower standard? Jeez. Yes, clearly. All right. All Danish fans, leave a, a five-star review for Dan. There you go. How about that? All right. I've got so will starts in case you missed it, my pred- line of prediction. I don't think it's that wild and crazy, but also probably has the second best chance of actually happening. And then Nick. Oh, Nick. Come on, baby. You, you know what it is. Assist Pilaqueta's back, baby. He's going to get one to Big Rom this weekend. Bam. Back in the net. Look, if he can find Marata's head, he sure shit can find the <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah, man, I I love that early cross. I love him kind of filling in the gap where where the right wing back would be when we when we press forward. I think again, Bill are going to set out a stall. He'll probably have plenty of space to operate there, and just the early cross in, bam. Yeah, well, he does like that that kind of deep diagonal cross from that right center back, as you said. When when the wing backs are pushing everyone in, he has that pocket of space. So we'll have to see. But let us know what you guys think your score predictions are. Let us know what your lineup predictions are. Let us know what you're in conceivable prediction is there are plenty of ways that we can have some fun before this match but uh, again get to the pubs be safe if you can't get to the pubs jump on discord and hang out with us we'll be in the chats um i'm excited look honestly that international break was super boring it was super blah for me i think for a lot of other people i just I was not interested in international football whatsoever right now. So now that uh, the women have played and the men are back and the youth are going to continue, I'm I'm back. Like I was able to flip the switch and hopefully you are as well. Um, but again, enjoy the match. We'll be back with four pods next week at a minimum. Um, 
have fun. Enjoy it. The Prem is back. But that's going to wrap us up, Chelsea fans. So until next time, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high.